Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Travel Video Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Eckblad, and in this podcast, we discuss how to use travel, video, and marketing to keep your travel brand alive and well online and to get through this COVID pandemic. Today's guest is Andrew Fine with Saturn Agency based out of New York City. He runs a big agency that runs a bunch of different clients and gives a lot of great insight. So let's jump in. Hey, man. Yeah, all right. So we are recording. All right. Okay. We're talking with Andrew Fine today to talk about how to use video to boost your social media presence. Would you like to give a little bit of an introduction to yourself, Andrew? Yeah, sure thing. So thank you for the intro and hello, everyone. Uh, So my name is Andrew Fine. Like you said, I'm the co-founder and marketing director at Saturn Agency. We're a creative first agency that focuses on creating video, photo, written word, and audio that helps bring traffic in a different way to your website or to your business or whatever it may be and use that for marketing purposes. So we do focus a lot on video. And when it comes to video, we try to produce things and show clients how to produce things that uh, will bring attention organically. And then we could use that to also run paid advertisements on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, etc. That's really awesome. Can we talk about how you got down that path? Like for me to get into this industry, it was all just creativity and getting started from a young age with photography. And I just never, never really let the creative space. But I'm just curious about how you got started in it and like what led you to starting this agency and where you're at today? Yeah, I mean, it's actually a pretty interesting story. So I, from a young age, from about 15 started getting involved in my town's volunteer fire department. And so I was going around there a lot. I knew some people that were already there. And once you turn 16, you're able to actually join. And so at 16, I signed up and I joined the volunteer fire department and was a huge part of my life back then. And coming out of high school, it actually continued to just be where I kind of figured everything was going for me. I just was very involved in the volunteer fire department and I was constantly there and I knew a lot of people in the town and you start getting involved in town politics a little bit and things like that. And so it kind of just became like a known thing that uh, I'm just going to continue here until I finish my classes for becoming either a paid fireman or a fire inspector or an arson investigator or something along those lines. Where where was this? uh, Was it like small town or? Yeah, it's a small town right outside of, uh, of Manhattan. It's called Fort Lee. And so being there, I, uh, I, I was kind of dead set on doing something like that. And it wasn't until a few years into college that I sat there and I kind of was sitting at the firehouse one day and we were watching, the show Impractical Jokers as we did every day. And something kind of just hit me where I saw a bunch of the senior guys sitting there and they were, you know, just BSing and watching the show with us. And you saw the younger guys there and they were just BSing and watching the show. And I couldn't stand the show anymore because we've watched that episode maybe 30 times. 
And Seng just wasn't sitting right with me. And I said, I don't want to be watching one show sitting in a firehouse for the next 45 years until I'm one of the senior guys doing the same thing anyway. And it, it just didn't sit right with me. It's not what I wanted to do with my life all of a sudden. And I went through a massive change where I decided to start taking different classes for other things. After experimenting a little bit with a couple other things, I was dead set on going through real estate law. And so I was taking a lot of courses on that. I was uh, going ahead and getting my bachelor's and, and graduating with that. And then just before I graduated, I wound up at an internship at a small marketing agency right outside of Fort Lee. I'm not going to name their name for a very specific reason here, but they were not a good agency by any means. They focused a lot on parts of advertising that only looks good, but isn't actually good. They wanted to make the headline nice, but the content bad, so to speak. And so working with them as an intern, I kind of saw a lot of gaps in the marketing, but I also learned a lot about the history of marketing as well as some of the better marketing stories from history, like how Guinness Beer created the Guinness Book of World Records. And, and it was so that they knew in Irish pubs trivia was a big thing and they wanted them to talk about them and subconsciously say the word Guinness more. So they did that and that worked out great for them. That's a piece of marketing that was really interesting to me. Yeah, people don't ever look at that as an example of marketing. They just think it's a book, you know, but really it's kind of just a giant marketing scheme in a company to make money off of other people's achievements. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I thought it was super interesting that a creative way to do marketing instead of putting up posters or something like that was let's create a book about the world's best things. And it worked really well for them. And I, like that was interesting to me. And so I started to lean towards this a lot more all of a sudden. And as I was interning there for a while, I started doing some work there. And then I said, you know, a lot of what they've taught me makes sense, but I feel like I could do better. Let me try my hand and see if I could do some freelance work on the side as well. And so I would go off and I would do whatever freelance gig would come my way. And after maybe six months of doing freelance work, I actually was getting really good at it and I was providing good results for clients and I was really happy with myself for it. What kind of freelancing was that? Was it more like video marketing all in one or? No, it was actually mostly content creation as far as written word. So I was writing articles for them and things like that, as well as setting up Facebook ad campaigns and things like that as well. Oh, okay. That's awesome. And then that led you to where you're at with your agency after doing it for a while? And so doing that for a few years, I wound up meeting my business partner, Daniel, who is an amazing web designer. And we got to work on a couple of projects together. And after doing that, we said, wow, we do really well as a team. What if we decided to scale this higher and create a team for ourselves? And so we'd go on to forming an agency and a team. And from there, we learned video production. He taught me a lot of it as he has a video and film background. And so from there, we moved on to content creation through video production and things like that. And that brought us here. That, no, that's, a, that's an awesome story. I mean, 
Starting out as a firefighter, just having that life change and then trying to change it a hundred different ways. And then you found something that finally worked out for you that you seem to enjoy thoroughly. So oh, it's, yeah. not, it's not really any work anymore, is it? <laughs> and the best part is so. you were in Manhattan. You were right outside of Manhattan. So you were in the perfect place for this to happen. A hundred percent. So our office is at 1412 Broadway in New York, which is a block south of Times Square. And when we were looking at offices, we were trying to figure out exactly where we wanted to have our headquarters. We weren't sure where. We were looking at different options based off of the price, obviously. Could they hold team? What amenities did they have? Things like that. And then when we found this office, we said, wait a second. We could have an address that says Broadway, New York. That's a pretty big deal. And that was what sold us on it. Okay, so enough about where you came from. Let's talk a little bit more about where you see the the small business kind of right now with COVID. I know, especially in the travel industry and other industries, a lot of these businesses have been wiped out or have changed their business model drastically or have done a number of different things and they might not even be the same business or the industry might not even be the same anymore. So how can you use kind of like an agency's services, specifically their online video and photo marketing to kind of have them stand apart from who's left and show the world that they're still there? Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm seeing a lot of right now are a lot of these hotels or small bed and breakfasts and things like that have been wiped out due to the pandemic, which is terrible. The ones that have been able to stick around are currently offering massive discounts on their prices in order to attract more people to come. And I think that'll work until one one bed and breakfast or one hotel or just one company says, instead of us giving such a massive discount on our uh, stay, let's just serve things differently. Let's do it differently. Let's show them a different way of doing things. Let's give them more of an experience than what they're used to now because of the pandemic. And as soon as one company does that, that'll change the framework for all the rest of them because now they'll have to step up to that. But the way that that one company is going to show that they're doing things differently is through content. This is a very visual industry. This is a vi an industry where... You need to showcase the different things that you're uh, doing, not just talking about it. So using content marketing and video to show the different kinds of socially distanced events you might have going on or the amenities that you've set up that have the right precautions in place for the, the pandemic and things like that, that may do really well attracting people. Something that I'm very bullish on right now is companies understanding how to use Instagram Live as a way to attract more people to come because it has a lot of great features within it, such as once you go live on Instagram, it sends a notification out to all of your current followers that you just went live. That's 
awesome. That's great. That, so that's huge in itself. Like just to get a push a push notification on somebody's phone that you're going live. I mean, that's like free advertising in itself. Absolutely, because you, even if they're not on the app, they're going to see something with your name on it. That's asking you to come see something. Beyond that, if it, when they do go to Instagram or when anyone goes to Instagram and you're currently live, it places your icon on the top and in the front of everybody's stories. So you're the very first thing that they see when they go onto the app. That's another big deal because instead of scrolling, they might see, oh, so-and-so bed and breakfast is live. What are they doing? And that's great. Having good content while you're doing a live and something creative is very important as well, obviously. But there are different things that you can do, and that's totally fine. One of my favorite things you could do that really helps out is if you do a collaboration with another travel agency of sorts, maybe an airline, maybe a celebrity that has something to do with traveling. And what happens when you do a live with them all of their followers get the notification as well that so-and-so is doing a live with blah, blah, blah. And now you're reaching all of their followers. And that, that's all of their insane. followers are going to see who, who, who's going live, what's this about. And it's just all of these ways to uh, engage with different audiences and show what you're doing differently and show how you can bring people to your hotel or business no, no that's so true i didn't even think about the part where getting a collaborator can help grow because you don't even have to have the big following because you could be a small like medium-sized hotel that was hunkered down has like maybe let's say five thousand likes and you get somebody that has fifty thousand likes and all of a sudden fifty thousand people are getting a notification to come listen to you about a deal and you could probably run a fire sale. I know a lot of people run fire sales right then and there on the spot and provide a link. And you got to think, even if 1% of those people book, you'll be booked out for a week or two, three, depending on the size of your resort. So just that one little Instagram collaboration effort could make a huge impact. Absolutely. And so it also wouldn't cost a crazy amount to do it. You could work something out with the collaborator on you know, what they would want, either a percentage or a flat fee, to do an Instagram Live for 15, 20 minutes maybe, because you don't need to do them for too long, otherwise people will get bored. And you do it for 15 or 20 minutes, and, you know, you reach all these people. You could sit there and you could tour the hotel. You could sit there and you could show the breakfast bar or the pool or the concert area, whatever it may be. You could answer questions. You're basically saying, if you're not on Instagram right now, whether it's a travel brand or any brand, you need to be on Instagram and you should be using Instagram Live. Even if you don't know what you're doing, just get started and start learning how to use it for your brand. A hundred percent. Without a doubt in my mind, you should be using Instagram Live to be promoting yourself in some way. That That's awesome. Can, one thing I've also realized, I've been doing a lot of uh, research here on these travel niches uh, for luxury brands. And like you said about the hotel, I, I kind of see like this kind of like it's just a circle down the drain because right now they're not getting any guests. So they're not really trying to promote the hotel because they're trying to save money. 
but then they're also just sticking with their old social media pages and their old listings and everything that just say this is COVID safe. And I know when I called all these places to talk about doing some video stuff that most of them didn't even answer the phone or pick up or return the email anymore because the brand's not in existence anymore. So what's something, let's say, that you could do to help a small resort on an island in the middle of nowhere that that doesn't really have a lot of money for content creation but needs to get the new guests so they can get that cycle started again because they're just lost so much money over the pandemic. The good thing about organic social media marketing is it's free. It, the cost to entry is basically non-existent as long as you own a phone or a computer, really. And so what I would say is doing things, not just Instagram Lives, where you don't need high-quality content or anything like that, but if you're posting to the story a lot and if you're making decent posts on your feed and if you're engaging with potential customers and what that means is you're searching something such as a travel hashtag or an airline or something like that and you're looking at the people following liking and engaging with those posts and you're going to their posts and you're leaving genuine kind positive uplifting comments on those posts and if you repeat that i'd say for an hour every day for the next 30 to 90 days not only will you have people coming to the business but you're going to increase your following by anywhere between 30,000 followers to 90 we've seen both and wow. so and so doing outreach engagement is huge for social media and growing as long as you're doing it in an uplifting positive way and you're also posting valuable content at the same time the best part about that too is it's a travel brand you like i i don't feel like you have to try that hard to try to get people to travel right now you might have to get a little bit more the safety side of it but everybody's itching to go travel you know we've all been stuck at home absolutely and so i think if any travel brand sat there and said we need people to come here let's start reaching out to people interested in travel i think they would have a great response to that and the best part about it is it's free you're not paying anything to do it no that that's the best part it just takes a little bit of time and then by the time that everything opens back up and gets going again, you could hire somebody to get going on that because you got to keep up with that or else it just kind of falls apart. A hundred percent. And that's what I think is so great about it. What would you recommend for like a posting schedule for let's say these companies? Cause it's not quite B2B. So Monday through Friday at the typical times may not be the best, but what would you say about timing for all these posts and let's say the live stuff? Um, for the posts, I honestly, I don't think it matters too much. I wouldn't do it late at night. I would do it sometime during the day. Sometime in the early afternoon would probably be the best. As far as lives go, definitely sometime in the afternoon. Maybe something around 4 or 5 o'clock when people are starting to get off of work and they're not so focused on uh, their, da their daily tasks anymore uh, for the live. But for genuine posts... Just make sure it goes during the day because Instagram and their algorithm is going to push it out to people no matter what. 
for the outreach engagement, you can do that at any time. It doesn't matter. You could sit there at 1 a.m. laying in bed doing this engagement because the consumers are going to wake up tomorrow morning and they're going to see the notification. They're not going to care what time it's from. They're just going to say, oh, look, they commented, who is this? And they're going to look at what you have going on. No, that that's definitely really awesome and some good points. So basically just be posting every day. You can engage anytime you want. It's all free. Uh, it's all super important to do this for your brand on the daily, whether it's coronavirus or not. And the best part about this is I know a lot of people in the travel industry, it's booking directly with the resort. So by using these videos and these Facebooks and these Instagram posts, you're able to put the link directly to your site. So when somebody comes through Google, they're probably right now more likely to find you through Expedia or Travelocity. But by using video and getting your SEO ranking higher and by posting to your page, a lot more of that traffic will be organic, unpaid, and directly to your site. So you're making more money on the bottom line. Absolutely. That's a great point. So what else would you say for social media strategy overall? Like any tips, tricks do you have to kind of wrap us up on this social media travel marketing journey? Yeah. I mean, something that I think is also really important that in 2021, I think isn't being viewed as much uh, by brands is content writing still just written word and having other brands and articles uh, publish a little blurb about you or something like that, that also links to your website is a huge deal because one, it helps with your SEO and it ranks you higher on Google, which is great. But also just by collaborating with these other brands and having them write a little article or something like that, you're just, again, you're getting more attention and more views to you. And that's what they really want. And it gives you an opportunity to not only have them write about you, but you'll also be able to take that piece and republish it on your own. And now you have your own other piece of content that you have, you're able to post, which is great when you're posting every day and you need to figure out what you're going to post having as much in your content library library available is awesome. Okay, one last question before we wrap this up is sure. let's say we're talking on Facebook and Instagram. I know I have this problem a lot. Is how can you write uh like content that converts on social media? Because every time I sit down to go write something for a company, I just like have this weird mindset change. And I basically just want to be like, hey, are you looking to go on vacation? Then travel with us. But clearly, that's what everybody's thinking in the way it's going. So what are some tips, tricks, and techniques that you have to writing good copy for social media ads that convert? So when you're writing uh, copy and it is focused on, are you looking to travel? Come travel with us. That's actually you asking them to do something. And you don't want to ask them to do something. You want to give them the value of what you're offering and let them make that decision. And the good thing about social media ads is it has that call to action at the bottom, which is either book now or learn more or whatever it may be. So you don't need to write copy that asks them anything because that'll do the work for you at the bottom. What you should be doing in that copy is taking it and telling them about the features you have available and telling them about the precautions you guys have taken and show in the content a great 
photo or video of the rooms or the amenities or things like that. But don't ask inside of your copy. Give. Okay, and what are your thoughts? Sorry, this popped in my head. But what are your thoughts on giveaways? Uh, Especially right now, you have the opportunity to kind of give away a room at a cheap rate when you're not full, and you could potentially use this guest to create more content. We were talking about using hashtags in the last episode, but you kind of need the guests to do that. So what about using a giveaway to get more followers for your brand? I'm usually not the biggest fan of giveaways. I think that everything that you're publishing should be paid for in some way, especially because when it comes to a giveaway, you're able to sit there and say, oh, well, it's just a marketing expense. I'm just you know, writing this off as we're marketing ourselves because so many people are going to follow us and like our things because of it. But at the end of the day, all those people are there because they wanted the giveaway. It wasn't because they organically liked the brand. And that's a very big difference. You want to attract people who just organically like the brand. So I kind of look at giveaways as kind of a cheap way of doing things. I'm not the biggest fan of them. Um, But in some aspects, they work great in order to get some kind of reaction from people. Yeah, I, I guess it would probably all depend more on your target market per se, because that that is such and what a good your goal point. Is, yeah, yeah, because if you were trying to get a giveaway for people for traveling, people that can afford travel probably aren't signing up for the giveaways. So, yeah, exactly. So, it's a little uh, give and take, and it's not really the best solution in my eyes. But in some aspects, it might work really, really well. All right, guys. Well, you guys heard it here first from Andrew with Saturn Agency. You guys can check out his website at Saturn.agency. Is there anything else you want to add and ways that we can find you online, Andrew? There's not too much. I mean, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'd be happy to connect. I post a lot of content there uh, as well as my Instagram account, which is just at Andrew G. Fine. uh, And that's F-E-I-N. But other than that, you know, look out for some of my content. I like to post a lot of articles and things that I write about better ways to market yourself and better ways to uh, increase your brand and grow in 2021 and beyond. Well, thank you so much again. I think that uh, there was a lot of great value there. And I, I can't wait. Maybe we'll have you back in a couple months to see how you're doing. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. All right, thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye. Wow. What a great interview with Andrew. I hope you guys got a lot of great information out of that. So basically, to sum it all up, he's saying keep on your social media strategy. Content, content, content. Even if your business isn't open for COVID, make sure that you're posting or recycling old content. Even if you don't have photos, you can still use articles and other people's websites just to keep people interested in your brand. Also, the best part about Andrew's strategy is that all these people found you organically. So not only is it free, but these people are people that are highly qualified leads that resonate with your brand. So by using your social media platforms and doing more than posting and interacting every day for at least an hour, you heard it. The results will be 30 to 90,000 followers. And if you have 30 to 90,000 followers for your travel brand, just getting even half a percent of them to book will be more than enough to keep you full for a season. 
Thank you, thank you for joining me. Please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please follow me on social media platforms. On Facebook as Travel Maury. On Instagram as Maury.Travel. And our website is Maury.Travel. You can also reach me directly by emailing me at adam at maury.travel.com. Thank you guys so much and we will see you next week.